whole thing works out. So, yeah, go ahead and speak. Stuttgart, 911. Would you just talk in a regular goddamn voice? You don't want my radio voice while we're talking on the thing into a microphone? Well, it might not pick you up. I mean, you got to get a little closer to the microphone. I'm going to hold my ear like this the whole time that I talk. Ross, get a little closer to the microphone. Why don't we just hear what we're listening to now? Please, do me a favor. Just get a little closer to the microphone. I'm as close to the microphone as you are. I'm closer to the microphone than you are. You got it? No, like lean in. Well, let's just listen. You are listening to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast. Oh, jeez. With Colette Marie. Uh, yes, friends, I am sharing the microphone with my significant other, my partner, my love, my my something source or other. Source of anger. <laughs> my source of anger. And today's podcast session will be the two of us. Yay! <laughs> so for, for Jill, if you're listening, get ready to laugh, girl. <laughs> and for all the millions of followers on our podcast, I'm shouting out Furio. <laughs> okay, so, so today's subject is... <laughs> Why does my boyfriend make me so angry? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um relationship relationships, communication and a little bit of uh call from column A and column B. Uh I didn't agree to any of this. I'm currently being chained to the table. <laughs> Compromising, cohabitate. There we go. The 3 Cs. Communication, cohabitation and compromising. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a lot to unpack. We're not going to probably cover everything from each group, but we'll do what we can. We have grand (laughs) expectations of how this is going to come out today. We all know the issue with having our own expectations put upon anything. Oh, that's sad. Why do you have to start out like that? It's awful. Got to start somewhere. (laughs) So, so expectations. No, no, no. Communication. Communication is uh, tricky for for all for all parties involved. Am I allowed to curse? Um, I would limit some of this. this. Is shut the f up a point of communication? Uh, well, who says that? <laughs> I'm about to. Well, don't 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 say the whole word. Just <laughs> stick to the f the f the letter yes. f. Okay. Uh, so communication for the two of us is still uh, a work in progress. It's a give and take. Some does, someone does more of the giving and taking depending on the she situation. She gives me the communication she wants me to take. <laughs> this is going to be awful. But we always have a good time in the end run. <laughs> uh, right after, after I've calmed down and worked through my own mental issues. And then, and then we'll, we'll have reached a place of, of uh, common ground. But uh, some days it's not always like that. Communal comedy. What is a communal communal comedy? All of this. This is communal. Comedy. Why why can't I not say that word? Communal. <laughs> communal. Communal. <laughs> comedy, folks. This is pure comedy gold. Oh jeez. Once it's been edited, of course. No, this is no editing. This is a one-shot deal. It's going to just be recorded all the way through. Stuttgart 19. Okay. All right. So, moving forward. Communication is not always easy. Uh, someone has to be someone has to take up the mantle on certain occasions so who is that going to be I suppose it depends on the moment depends on what needs to be communicated true so in that regard um, having some self boundaries put in place might be helpful 
uh, or some sort of like, I don't know, safe words <laughs> so that one doesn't fly off the handle. Like shut the F up? Right. That's even though I, I do I say that sometimes? Um, no, I don't say that sometimes. That's the comedy of this routine. Right. But someone is telling someone to shut up somewhere, right? <laughs> On occasion. Right. Uh, not a very good use of words. <laughs> Although it does happen sometimes. Uh, we are human beings. Uh, but skipping forward to um, communication and into cohabitation, whereas Ross and I had started living together in the last two years. So that's been a learning process as well learning each other's modes and habits and and even after a lifetime of living with somebody there will still be moments where they can hopefully surprise you keep you on your toes make you guess what the hell is going on here well, well that can be good or bad yes or <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> it can be good it can be sometimes good and sometimes not so good uh, but true, no matter how long you've been together, there's always, hopefully, something new to learn, maybe. I like to say, close your eyes and tell me what I see. You know, I still, for whatever damn reason, I still don't really... It's all about POV. Everybody okay. has their own POV. Okay, fine. Well, I can I can roll with that. Mm-hmm. I like the, the comment of, you know, wear my shoes, or put my I'll put myself in your shoes. To quote Depeche Mode, try walking in my shoes. Depeche Mode. Yes, an 80s reference and somewhat of the 90s for you folks who aren't old enough to remember what those were. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, true. So <clears throat> seeing each other's perspectives uh, where we can, it's hard, to know, it's hard to know when to do that when you're in the throes of a conflict. When you're in the middle of the conflict, it's like how do you stop yourself from feeling conflicted to wear the other person's shoes for two seconds long enough to to understand their perspective and to know where they're coming from. So there has to be some sort of mental safe word, some sort of thing that stop where you are. And I probably ate lead paint as a child. You probably ate, ate lead paint as, as a, a child. child yes. Ah, I sniffed glue. There we go. Who, who didn't sniff glue amongst us here? So, so the two of us on that note, we understand each other. <laughs> but, but sometimes the cohabitation part is tricky, especially if two people have completely separate ways of living in a domicile. And then those ways of living have to coexist and converge. How does that happen without conflict? I work in a complex where there are over 400 units, and there are a lot of couples. A lot of them have been married for a very long time. And I watch even those people, after years of understanding and knowing each other, having conflicts and arguments. Because you're not going to agree on everything every day, all the time, even after 50 years of bliss. True. That is true. So it's always a work in progress, I suppose. But then I suppose the real question is, how do, we, how do we see each other's POV when it comes to sharing a space? And granted, we live in a, 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 fair, lar- a fair sizable house. I mean, there's plenty of rooms to run to, plenty of spaces to hide, essentially. But we still have to share the domain in terms of our style, in terms of cleanliness. In My terms motto of... doesn't necessarily work for Colette. Mm. 
My motto is a place for everything and everything all over the place. Right. And uh, yeah, that, 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 that's, a, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. So we have that, you know, going on for ourselves. And we're a little older. So the other third layer is that when you're in a relationship a little later in life and you have your own personal style, your own personal way of living, and you're meeting someone or you're dating and you're in a relationship with that person and they're 40, 50, or 60-something years old. A.K.A. baggage. Uh, right, baggage. That's not baggage. Well, I guess it could be baggage. <laughs> it's something you bring to the table with you. That's true. And so then how do you marry those two styles together? Uh, because uh, it's not always going to be a bowl of cherries. That is for sure. And you don't want to like claw each other's eyes out because you want your own, you want your own space because if that were the case, then you would have to live in separate domiciles and not share the same space if that's, but couples do that too. Couples have their own separate spaces and they're still together. Sort of. Well, sort of true. Uh, so that's a dicey question, and I think everybody's answer will be different. I think the ultimate uh, bottom line is finding a compromise, which brings us to that third C of compromising. Nobody gets what they want. Nobody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially, that's the motto for compromising. Oh, that's And that's why we drink. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> we compromise. I think we do a fair amount of compromising. Uh, but sometimes that's, that is definitely not the case. Compromise is usually preceded by conflict. Preceded by, right, by conflict. Or, or a disagreement. That's a conflict. It's a conflict. Depending on your level of conflictedness. <laughs> right, right. So then with that in mind... Uh, compromising. Compromising is everything a compromise, or is there ever a is it is the compromise a win-win, or is it to your point where you said uh, nobody wins or everybody loses? What? It, it can be a win-win. It's meeting in the middle, and sometimes mm. what one person deems as a lack of compromise may not be realized of the compromise until it's explained how much the other person's giving into this compromise to come to that point of middle. Hmm. That's true. Yeah, I suppose I can I can roll with that. It's hard to see that kind of reasoning and logic in the moment of pure frustration and and uh, stress. Uh, so again, it's stepping back from the situation for two seconds long enough to see what you know that perspective. Hopefully, you can laugh at it when it's all said and done. Hopefully. But sometimes and, that's not always the case, laughing afterwards. And maybe you didn't get to resolution, but if there's laughter, it helps. That is true. But the, I would say if there's laughter, that means both people like each other and they, they get along, generally speaking. But for some people, there's that can be a very sore spot and is a cause of... A cause of <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm being very distracting in my compromise of this conversation. That's right. And I'm trying to focus on what it is that I'm Things saying. Things you can't see on a uh, podcast. Right. So, circling back, team, not everybody is in a position where compromise works. And then the resentment will build. 
and then somebody explodes days, weeks, months down the line. And that's where you actually have to bring it up in its current space, because if it's days or weeks down the line, then you've clouded days or weeks or months with those clouds, and you can't see what it was you were looking at in the first place, because now it clouds everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And I'm in the, I've been in the habit pattern of building up the resentment and not speaking when I'm when I need to speak and not uh, and then stuffing it down and then say something really small occurs and then I'm triggered and then and then all of the past stuff that I've held onto all comes spouting out because in this the argument is not about that empty bottle at all <laughs> oh god we're bringing the empty bottle into the <laughs> okay okay so the empty bottle theory <laughs> the empty bottle theory that's what we're calling this the empty bottle conundrum <laughs> so the so the conundrum is <laughs> ross is a collector of things i am not <laughs> I think it's a lovely bottle, and hopefully it'll make a wonderful gift one day. I think it's a, another thing that needs to be put in the recycling bin, which is more things than we need to have. We've got plenty of bottles. What 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 more do we actually need? And so rather than sticking it in the recycling bin, he decides to keep it. And then now it's going to be in the space he put it for forever. Unused collecting dust. This is an assumption <laughs> and the basis of our argument of the day. <laughs> <laughs> which which snowballed into this it snowballed it started with the empty bottle you don't love me anymore <laughs> do you really want to live with me <laughs> this isn't about the bottle at all is it <laughs> that's uh that's essentially how this bottle conversation evolved and now we're communicating and compromising and podcasting it. Right. But what did we actually compromise with the damn bottle? It'll eventually go out as a gift to somebody because I'm just trying to clean it up and get the residue off of it. What, what are you going to put in it? I don't know. Maybe Himalayan um, uh, pink sea salt. Oh, you're going to fill that entire bottle with yeah, Himalayan? Yeah, sure. Sea salt's cheap. And then put a little bow on it and present it to somebody. Okay. Well, that's a very creative or gift. grains of rice or who knows? Okay, so it's a gift packaging item, yes, essentially. That's the way I see it, because it's a really cool bottle. Okay, fine, so fine. What was the whiskey that was in it? Uh, tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Look up tin cup whiskey, and you'll see the cool bottle. This is not an advertisement for tin cup whiskey. <laughs> right, right. Okay, fine. Fine, now that I've had like <laughs> an hour of time to process the situation, I can now see that the tin cup bottle could be something. Uh, no, what do you, what do you... Oh, I thought this was supposed to be only 15 minutes. No. We're going. We're talking. Oh. No. He presented this as 15 minutes. Oh, I did. Yeah, so oh, but... here's the point of communication and compromise. Okay, but, but say, okay. say, just few, Keep going. few more minutes, five, five more minutes. minutes. <laughs> Two more minutes. <laughs> so the, the tin cup bottle evolved to all the things, the things in the house that have been collected that I view as... A clutter where Ross views as something usable recycle repurpose okay, that's a matter of opinion because there are things that just have been sitting in the same spot for a million years and clearly they're not being used at all and I've now made smaller piles 
and fewer of them. And oh. There is my compromise. Oh, small, but but they're piles nonetheless. Okay, okay, so then it evolved to me dealing, having a quote unquote deal with all of his piles when I want to have a home that does not have piles in it. And so then now I'm, it's snowballing into this cohabitation conundrum of two adult human beings who lived a particular way and sometimes our ways clash and then it's like, oh, do you want to live here? Sometimes, yeah, I don't see that you want to live here. Clearly Conversation. 4,800 square feet of space. <laughs> Why? So you can fill it with all your piles at 2,400 square feet? Or at least 1,200 <laughs> that'll be out of your way. You just need an endless closet. A man cave. Uh, right. That would be and great. And you need a female cave. No, no. The man cave or just a giant closet that's never-ending that you could just stuff all your things and then the rest of the house could just be a normal house. Yes, by your description of normal. Okay, right. Less all your piles will be in one giant pile elsewhere. That would be nice. Yes. And so the conversation evolved into this cohabitation. Do you want do you like living here? Blah blah blah. I feel like you don't like to live here all the time and you know, look I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say, oh, no, I totally love living. Because there are days where I, I feel like I really miss having my yoga ashram of a studio apartment. Where it's just cleanliness 24 hours a day and <laughs> clutter-free. And I miss that. And it's hard for me. It's not an easy thing. It makes my brain hurt sometimes when I look at all of the piles and when I hit the lottery, I'll <clears throat> buy you a spare house. A <laughs> spare house. <laughs> so our our solution to this quagmire that I, that we are sharing with you all this afternoon is if we do if we hit the lottery, we'll buy a duplex home, and I will live in the one half. And <laughs> It'll have to be a triplex. What's the third thing? Yours, mine, and one and for hours. Uh, what do we need an hours for? That's the place we'll hang out together. No, we'll just have a door that goes through both homes. Yeah, but you won't want to come visit my space. <laughs> I will not. And I won't feel comfortable in your museum of a location. <laughs> Why does it got to so, be a museum? <laughs> so, I mean, we're not talking plastic seat covers here, but... A museum. At least, you know, we'll have the third space that we can have that shared bottle of wine on the table. Oh, right. Wait, but as long as the shared spaces have become like what it is now, otherwise this whole conversation is purposeless. As are most conversations in a relationship, <laughs> but you know, they're necessary evils. No, because then the shared space can be one that accommodates us both. It can be a comfortable space that may not be as precisely procured as your personal pleasure dome. Oh, look at you and your alliteration. alliteration. (laughs) Or it won't be my space, which again is a place for everything and everything all over the place. Oh, we're back to that again. No, we're back to a space in between. I don't don't feel like we're going to win in this this Mm, discussion. We're not winning. No. No. It's very Charlie Sheen of us. (laughs) We're not not winning. So We're having a good time not winning. And isn't that the bottom line? (laughs) Okay. So what is the moral of this story? Uh, The communication, the cohabitation, and the uh, compromising. Uh, That each of these things work 
well together, but they're also individual concepts that are integrated into the realm of a relationship that uh, each person... The tide rolls out. It's always ever-changing. Never the same in two moments together. Ebbs and flows. That's right. Uh, But I feel like these things are successful when, again, two, two people genuinely do love each other and genuinely do like each other, like each other and enjoy each other's company and can find the levity in the even the most serious moments at some point, probably at some point later, after the crying and screaming, maybe after all of that, then there's levity. Laughter comes after the crying Things and screaming. Things were thrown, words were said, <laughs> right. and now we're laughing about it. Right, right. I'm sharing it with you. Right. So the laughter part. We apologize in advance and behind the scenes. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure how this podcast is going to turn out. Hopefully it doesn't sound like (laughs) silly talk, but I think this is pretty good. The comedic stylings of Ross and Collette. The relationship something or other. Because I don't want to call it relationship advice. I mean, Oh, it's far from advice. Yeah, who, who the hell are we? We're just two, we're just a couple of... We're just sharing our own (laughs) idiosyncrasies with you. We're a couple of weirdos having uh, having this uh, moment in time together, recapping our previous experience this morning or earlier this afternoon regarding the glass bottle theory. Or yesterday or tomorrow. (laughs) Or tomorrow. (laughs) So, friends... Thank you for indulging us. <laughs> yes, and uh, we we might do this again in the future. I don't know. I think I, I think the podcast experience might have scared him off, but maybe not. Fifteen well, minutes. Fifteen minutes. That's what you get. Oh, that's all I get. Well, you know, listen. Tw- listen that's all. Um, twenty what's his face. Twenty the, minutes is a good ta- the, time. The, the tomato soup can guy. Who the hell's that? From Pittsburgh, Andy Warhol. Everybody gets their fifteen minutes of fame. I've now exceeded mine. Oh, but you're you're beyond the 15 minutes. You're transcendent. There you go. I'm timeless. <laughs> so thank you for listening to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with Colette Marie and Ross. And end scene. End scene. <laughs>